1 Timothy 1, verses 3 through 11. As I urged you when I was going to Macedonia, remain at Ephesus so that you may charge certain persons not to teach any different doctrine, nor to devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies, which promote speculations rather than the stewardship from God that is by faith. The aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Certain persons, by swerving from these, have wandered away into vain discussion, desiring to be teachers of the law without understanding either what they are saying or the things about which they make confident assertions. Now we know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully. Understanding this, that the law was not laid down for the just, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and profane, for those who strike their fathers and mothers, for murderers, the sexually immoral, men who practice homosexuality, enslavers, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is is contrary to sound doctrine, in accordance with the gospel of the glory of the blessed God with which I have been entrusted. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Man, what a start to this, this yeah. letter. We had the introduction and then yeah, boom, boom, Paul is like, there, there's the Paul we know, just getting down to business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I do, I do love Will, as we went through this, he Paul says, Hey, we're, we're gonna do this in love. Mm-hmm. He gives all these instructions because yeah. he's he's resetting the church. The church has gotten away from its stewardship of the gospel, mm. the stewardship of making disciples. But I love how he says, hey, Timothy, you got a hard task ahead of you, but we're going to do this with love. Mm. That is, it is so good. So obviously in this list of sins at the end, um, he gets into those hot button issues, slavery, homosexuality, you know, father and mother um, sort of contention, all, all these things that from then to today have never really left the scene. And, you know, especially now are are such hot button issues. And yet, verse five, the aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. That is like such vital framework of, you know, we're going to deal with the hard stuff. Like this this is his thesis letter of like why, what Timothy's mission is, he is to oppose these people who are teaching different doctrines, who are making confident assertions about things they don't understand and wandering away into vain discussion, all these, all these great phrases. And yet the, the aim of their charge of this battle that they're fighting is love is, you know, for the, this kindness, this love, this joy of the Holy Spirit to spill out of this community. And I don't know, that's, that's just such a good word to us as we seek to uphold the same laws and same practices that, that Timothy and Paul are in pursuit of, you know, is my, am, am I aiming to be right? Am I aiming for my side to win or am I aiming for love that proceeds from a good conscience, pure heart and sincere faith? Mm-hmm. Is, is that what I'm in pursuit of? You know, just to, to kind of answer the question that we as readers should ask, as we understand the context of this book and go through it, mm-hmm. the church has gotten off course. Mm-hmm. Paul is sending Timothy to help right the ship. Did it get fixed? Did the church get back on course? And you know what? The answer is it did for a while. Mm-hmm. And we know that because of the last book in the Bible, the Revelation. 
mm-hmm. which we've been going through with with the young adults, and it's been fun to study. But in studying it, you get to these seven churches that Jesus Himself addresses. The very first church is the church in Ephesus, mm. and do you remember? That's like one of the most famous like rebukes that a church gets. They he Jesus says you're doing a bunch of very good Christian mm-hmm. things. Yeah. But he says, I have one thing against you. Yeah. What did the church lose in Ephesus? They lost their first love. Man. Yeah. If this church has to battle yeah. to continue, not just to do the right things, but to do them for the right reasons. Yeah. Out of love for God, because he first loved us, and out of love for those in the church and outside the church, we should really take warning of you can do the right things. This church can mm-hmm. get fixed. They can follow all the prescriptions, mm-hmm. but if they don't have love, yeah. they're no longer modeling the model that Christ gave us. Yeah. Well, we are we are really good at creating checklists, you know, mm-hmm. that are sort of our just easy little checkup to run over ourselves. And then as far as we're concerned, we're in good working order and we move on. And, you know, I think in our personal devotion life, that can look like, you know, do I spend 15 minutes in the morning in front of a Bible or like, do I like say at least one prayer before leaving my house or do I listen to ODR or, you know, like whatever, like we have these different little things. That's right. And then on a bigger institutional scale, you know, like we, there's that great book by Mark Dever, the nine marks of a healthy church. And, you know, we, we have these different things that are not bad parameters to hold, but as soon as we hold on to those things and forget like the one mark of a healthy believer and of a healthy church is a a love for the Lord. And then out of that flows a love for other people, you know, that is what we are to be in pursuit of. And so, you know, Jen and I, we were having a conversation the other day, just kind of about like our devotional habits and I, I guess just doing some like life maintenance on these things. Sure. And what we were really like kind of convicted about is pursuing like individual practices that we believed were important and necessary, but not really pursuing communion, communion with God. Mm, and so, good. Yeah. so like, and whatever you do, like if you're listening to our daily rhythm right now, I hope that this is not just a checklist item, but that through this, you're communing with the Lord mm-hmm. and you know, it, it's just such a good reminder of the the core essence of the gospel that we are pursuing. That's right. The aim of our charge, Paul says, is love mm-hmm. that issues from three things, a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. Mm-hmm. And those don't, those don't come simply through a checklist. Those come in abiding in Christ. Yeah. Totally. As I abide in Christ, the Lord can convict me and I can realize, oh, my conscience isn't clear. I need to do this or that. Or, or man, my, my heart's not, not pure in an area. Or, um, man, I, I don't, my faith isn't super sincere right now. Mm-hmm. Like th- those little warning lights on the dashboard of our walk with the Lord, mm-hmm. they come on and we notice them yeah. in that communi- communion with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And simultaneously, trained Christians in mm. the faith are super valuable mm-hmm. because he says, yeah, people rise up in this church and they want to take authority, but they don't even know what they're, what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, it says in verse seven, they desire to be teachers, but they don't have an understanding of what they teach or about, 
the things which make which they make confident assertions about. Mm-hmm. And so we one way we do grow in that uh, that love which issues from pure heart, good conscience, sincere faith is good Christian education. Yeah. Amen. Learning and knowing the things of the faith, Amen. sitting with folks who are a step further than us. Yeah. Um, and so that is a way to commune closer with the Lord. But just doing that on its own will just make legalist ultimately. Amen. And I, I just think like my closing thought, I, I love in verse four, he talks about these people who devote these things. They devote themselves to these things that promote he says, which promotes speculations rather than the stewardship from God. It is by faith. And I love that like opposition of speculation and stewardship. Yeah. And I think I I, I find myself all the time uh nurturing a faith that is making me speculative and it's like more abstract. Yeah. And it doesn't really have its hands on my day to day. Like a faith that That's right informs my ideas of abstract things more than a faith that forms how I go to work and you know how how I treat my wife and so I think that's just like a good probing question from the text is like does your faith uh push you to speculate about things that aren't really in front of you or does your faith uh push you to steward the things that God has put in front of you that's that's a great probing question and it to to use two words that Paul uses in verse six, does my faith lead to vain discussions, mm. or oh, yeah. does my faith lead to man a love? And out of that love, there's a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith, where I want to guard the things of the Lord and the people of the Lord and the reputation of the people of the Lord because of a love for the Lord Amen. and what He's done for me. Amen. What a great start to this book. Love it. Hey, well, for Will Carlisle, I'm Thomas Nelson. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.